0: Welcome to Washington In Focus, powered by the Center Square and a production of America's Talking Network. I'm Jeremy Lott, Regional Editor of the Center Square Newswire Service for Washington State. Our mission is to fund high quality public interest journalism that promotes accountability and fiscal responsibility in government. To support great podcasts like this one, please donate by clicking the link in the show description. Today I am joined by Brett Davis and Raylan Ricarti, which rhymes with Havarti. Spencer Polly is off today. I, I want to begin this podcast by talking about serendipity in journalism. I'm going to read you three headlines. They are our most th- recent three headlines. They are: dispute would student loan forgiveness help Washingtonians? Spokane County Sheriff invites state officials to open their own homes to the homeless. And Washington ranked number four state in nation for rent hikes doesn't it sound like a you know we we had a well-oiled theme that we were working on that we just sort of wove that neatly together and no no not not just the articles just came in and i edited them and i published them and just sometimes things come together we'll start today by talking about the third item on that list the washington ranked number four state in nation for rent hikes
1: brett davis <laughs> is rent too damn high? It is too damn high. Uh, yeah, Help advisor. They looked at U.S. Uh, census survey data of 61 million Americans about their uh, rental status and found that about 17.5 uh, percent of tenants saw their rent increase by at least $250 over the last year, which is, you know. <laughs> about 283,000 Washington residents who experienced that rent hike.
0: Yeah. So and if it's a $250 rent hike, that's what,
1: 3 $3,000 extra per year, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so the report also said that about half, 47% of Washington renters are paying at least $1,500 per month, which is also the fourth highest in the nation. So, go Washington. We're number 4. We're number 4. We're just out of metal contention. There you go. Yeah. Um what's what's driving this? Why why is it why is rent so damn high here? So we talked to the the I talked to the study author. And he basically said it was two things: uh, underproduced new housing, and we have a, a rental vacancy rate that's been consistently lower than the national average for the last decade. Yeah, when you have a tight market for anything, then people will will bid that whatever that is up. So
0: when you have a tight rental, when you have a tight labor market, for instance, um, that's that's when you see a lot of. Uh, raises for employees because employers are bidding for them.
1: And when, and when you have a tight rental market, same difference. Right. So I think the study just confirmed what a lot of people already knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay.
0: Well, let's look at another study. Washington expected a revenue up $43
1: million over two years, but forecast for next budget down. Right. So that at $43 million, that's a uh, money in excess of uh, what's coming in since the June forecast. Uh it's just raining money in this. It state. is raining money. And it's actually up $1.5 billion since the February forecast. So, you know, the money is still coming in. It's slowed down a bit, but it's you know, still coming in but higher these, than These expected. numbers are actually so high that it's hard for me to wrap my head around them, you know? like It is. So wow. the revenue for the, the current budget cycle, which will end in the middle of uh, next year, is $63.2 billion. That's definitely a lot of money. But if you go back and look at past budgets, you can see how high that really is. Like if you go back and look at the 2007-2009 budget, that was $30.3 billion. So the state's bringing in more than twice the money from then. So I don't yeah. think we have a revenue problem.
2: You're spending not only that, but more. Well, yeah, I mean, the they, uh, the legislature has been
1: very quick to spend a lot of the money that is projected to come in. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Uh, and so the revenue for the next two-year budget cycle, that would be 2023 to 2025, is expected to be $65.5 billion, which is down slightly from the $66 billion they projected in June. Yeah, so, it's, down,
0: it's down like half a billion dollars, right? right?
1: You know, like they're they are actually saying, yeah, this is actually going to be considerably less. It's just interesting how they frame it. They they make it sound like, uh, you know, less money is coming in. I mean, the m- more money is coming in than they expected. It's just slowing down. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, cool. Uh, let's talk about another little uh,
0: uh, hornet's nest you kicked. Uh, <laughs> Republicans balk at prospect of Governor Inslee
1: running for a fourth term. Now, we're not we're not saying Inslee is running for a fourth term, but he's still we're not saying he's not running for a fourth term. (laughs) But he's still raising campaign cash and he, you know, shows no sign of, you know, winding that down. So, you know, some people were thinking, is he running again for a fourth term? Uh, He hasn't announced anything like that, but still raising a lot of money. So, like you said, we we reached out to some uh, Republicans to see what they had to say about it. And as you can imagine, uh, they're none too pleased at the prospect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you know, the, they were so we 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 reached out to quite a number of people here, right? Um, but um, the you know the we a couple of Republicans, uh, Caleb Heimlich, the right. state chair, and uh, J T Wilcox, the the House Minority Leader, um, got back to us and right. you know had things to say as they say, and and uh, we reached out to some elected uh, Democrats crickets yes, um nothing and uh the we we did though the the thank thankfully uh andrew villeneuve
1: i believe that's how you pronounce his name wave or something like that something like that apologize okay. if we're botching your yeah.
0: name <laughs> we can just call him andrew villain new wave no andrew pardon. v yeah andrew v um, you know, he had, uh, as usual, a lot of things to say, <laughs> yes, but the, he, some of what he said actually is agreed with, with, you know, in a backhanded way, agreed with the Republicans, which is that, right. that you know, the, the Republicans were saying, you know, there have been a lot of people that, you know, Inslee unexpectedly ran for a third term, and right. that meant that a lot of people, uh, you know, were, were benched for four more years than they, right. they really wanted to be, um, and you know are they just going to just keep sitting on the bench for four more years or you know will there be, will there be a primary challenge or you know uh it's it's kind of it would be unprecedented for a yeah um a, a governor to to
1: run for and get a, a consecutive fourth term in the state so he did mention that he yeah he said it would be unprecedented but then he also said but we are living in unprecedented times so yeah. he didn't close the door completely on that but yeah that is correct so we shall see
0: yeah um the other thing is just, you know, uh, it, it doesn't matter who it is. Like voters get tired a little bit, the, the longer someone stays in office, the, the more, uh, you know, enemies they make, the, the more, even their own supporters get a little sick of them. And, you know, at some point, you know, um, it, it gets harder to hold on.
1: Uh, right. So you know, be, uh, an injection of new blood, so to speak,
0: you know, so, you know, if, if it, you had Inslee versus a, a competent Republican, yeah. um, Opponent in it going for a fourth term, you know, it it, it might slightly tilt the, the playing field a little bit more in, in the Republicans favor, though. This is Washington state. Right. So, um, OK, uh, we're going we're going to eastern Washington. So we talked a little bit about how the, one of the stories you mentioned was Spokane County Sheriff invites state officials to open their own homes to the homeless. Another story is. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah of course now i can't find it um but uh state rebukes spokane's demands for help with camp hope w- what is going on with this camp
2: Lynn? well the camp started last december a group of um people were protesting the lack of affordable housing and the lack of shelters in spokane and You know, the city, they were outside City Hall. The city was going to clean them up, clean up that area. So ask them to move. So they moved on to this Washington Department of Transportation land. Now there's over 650 people there. It's the biggest homeless camp on public right away. Yeah. So what
0: was, so this is is Department of Transportation land, right? The, that what what was it being used for? It was just sitting there?
2: It was just there. It was just right away, you know, by the freeway.
0: Okay. So just you know area, stuff, stuff know. that was attached to the freeway that they never bothered to parcel out to somebody else.
2: Yeah. Okay. So the the city's <laughs> been trying to figure out how to handle this because crime has gone up in the area, and they're having a lot of crime within the camp. They're having rapes, and they had a guy branded with a piece of rebar apparently over a failed drug deal. So somebody got branded,
0: like just you know.
2: Wow. So so it's been a it's been kind of a nightmare for the businesses and. Yeah. And so the city's been trying to figure out how to deal with it. So they finally told the Department of Transportation, you know, like, get everybody off that camp by, out of that camp by mid October and pay us $350,000 for the cost we've had for cleaning up garbage and law enforcement.
0: And what did the, how did the, the state respond to that?
2: Um, just scathing letter, basically, you know, telling the city, this is your issue to work out. And the Department of Commerce had offered $24 million to get people out of that camp, but they only gave the entities in Spokane County 30 days to come up with a plan to make that happen. And Mm -hmm. you have to find housing for 650 people. And so um, anyway, so now there's this fight going on between the state agencies and the city and the Uh, sheriff.
0: yeah, and and, the, and Ozzy Kanizovich has decided to jump into it with both uh, boots.
2: Yeah, which is which is Sheriff Ozzy is a straight shooter. Anyway, he said he said yesterday he he sent a letter to Department of Transportation and mentioned Commerce and the State Patrol because the State Patrol was asked by the city to help get people out of there. And he's saying I'm clearing that camp anyway, and I'm going to do an audit to see how public funds. Are being spent on these homeless camps and so he took on the agencies you know in a really sharp letter and he has a press conference coming up today yeah which i guess he'll be talking about his plans to move people out of the camp and Same said- he has constitutional authority to do so
0: yeah i was gonna say he's he's claiming you know mm-hmm. the, the by the power of the, the state of washington i am doing this
2: Because it's a public safety issue and he is, you know, authorized, he said, by the Constitution and by RCW to take care of a public safety issue.
0: Okay, well, that'll be an interesting thing to develop. I'm just mentally I know some of the. city councilors in Spokane uh, not personally but I know of them and I'm just some I'm viewing some like my my mind is is just projecting forward and just saying like which heads are going to explode on live television I don't know
2: we'll see yeah that will be very interesting because they're very empathetic about the homeless and one of the city councilors came out with a very strong message too and he's like whatever the sheriff needs I'll help him yeah, you know, right. because he's saying we're we're acting like this is a temporary problem, but it is a permanent problem and we need to deal with it differently. Yeah. And so Ozzy
0: is, as far as I understand it, he's saying, you know, A, I'm going to clear this out. B, I'm putting these people on buses.
2: Yes, he did say that and sending them back to places they have support. And, you know, it should be noted that when he told the state agencies, you can take these people home and they can live with you. He's saying it because that's what you've done to this whole neighborhood. You forced them to take all these homeless people, you know, into their into where they live. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, that's a pretty big fight, and, and so stay tuned on that one, because um, I don't know what's going to happen today. That'll be interesting. I
0: foresee, uh, let's see, threats and lawsuits and general mayhem.
2: Attempt to put an injunction on him, for sure, I think, and sure, maybe yeah. protests, you know. Oh,
0: definitely protests. Spokane okay. Civil War. <laughs> it all started in Spokane. All right. Um OK, OK, well, there's there, but there, that's not the only rather large controversy in eastern Washington. Uh, we also have uh, Washington Wildlife Agency revisits pause on lethal wolf removal following new attacks and an update on that. So what, what's going on there?
2: So they had they had a hunt for a smack out wolf pack member and it went bad. They killed a wolf pup instead of an adult and they killed. They killed. They think the wolf is from the dirty shirt pack, which I have no idea how these packs are named. And
0: I thought this was I w- thought one was from the sharks and the other was the jets.
2: Well, maybe I need you going to anyway,
1: make a gang joke, too. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so they so they killed the wrong wolf. And so they suspended their lethal operations. Meanwhile, another pack, the lead point pack, reached the threshold. They they killed three injured two. In a month period and that triggers a wolf hunt you know and the ranchers were speculating that um the agency had had shut had made the mistake on this pup to be able to suspend its operations because there's a lot of ideologues that don't you know want wolves hunted but the director sort of answered that by um today he authorized the hunt for up to two members of the lead point pack which work um northern stevens county and hondure county okay so we're back on the hunt for the wolves then Mm -hmm. all right cool you know just if it is then it'll it'll go to another pack it's just kind of an ongoing you know they take out a wolf or two Sometimes the pack, but the pack always seems to resurface. Yeah, you actually there was a study that looked at this in a far previous piece
0: that said you know actually if you take out one or two members of a pack, it can kind of unsettle things and create general mayhem. And you actually you you can reduce you know predation by taking out members of a wolf pack, but a lot of times you have to pare down a lot further than just one or two members. You have to do more like you know what is it a third of the pack or something
2: well they've taken out packs but then a few years later they're back and so you know they don't i don't think they know exact numbers that are in those packs you know they live out in the woods and yeah you know they're kind of secretive but um so the the pack kind of reappears after a few years meaning that you know there was still some wolves around
0: yeah so
2: so the actual numbers are not really totally known the, the, um fish and wildlife has an estimate of the amount of wolves but it you know they're having constant um conflicts and yeah. you know sending rage riders to the field and more and more of a burden is being put on the ranchers to to manage the wolves because these wolves the lead point pack attacked were on private land they weren't on public grazing land yeah
0: yeah so you know i think one of the reasons that the uh or one of the the fears here uh one of the reasons that that they may have re- reauthorized uh a new, new lethal attack is that you know the the there is a uh saying that farmers and ranchers have which is shoot shovel and shut up right um and and my sense is that as and, and you've talked to some of these people um you know, they're so fed up at this point with all that they have to do to comply with this, you know, uh, to deal with predators that that effectively the state, you know, d- didn't directly release, but has, has uh, you know, sheltered and said, you can't touch these guys unless you do all the right things. Um, you know, I, I, I wonder if, you know, they just they're worried about basically vigilante action if they don't authorize uh, the removal of some wolves.
2: Well, you know, they are having that. They had some wolves poisoned in Oregon and they had those four wolves they found in Stevens County that were dead and they never did release the results, but they suspected they could be poisoned. And so I think that, you know, I think you can push people. That's why it's important that the management plan is fair and fairly administered because, you know, they all came to the table to find a compromise, quote unquote, anyway, um, these people's livelihoods are affected. One of the ranchers I interviewed loses seventy cows a year to wolf attacks, and that's a significant chunk of change. And if you're a smaller rancher, it's enough to send you out of business. Yeah, I mean, what is the, what what is a how much is would one of those go for? Well, a cow is. They told me this week, you know, between two thousand and three thousand. Okay. Yeah, so here is a little bit less, you know,
0: times 70. But then there, there's also the additional thing of if they take out uh, some of the females, it, it it cuts down on the ability to to breed them, right?
2: Yeah. They so. become infertile with stress or they lose their baby. Yeah. Or they lose weight. And in that business, weight is how you make your money.
0: Yeah. So, no, I mean, it's a, it, it's a, you know, it, 70. My thought is that probably a predation of 70 on someone's, uh, heard i don't know what the term would be um that's like that would be the cost of a you know small house Mm -hmm. basically to to put that in perspective for people i mean it's it's a lot of money so
2: well one of the ranchers told me that he brought his cattle down because they were so stressed out that they were just acting really erratically after a wolf kill and they were on public lands and he brought the mother of a calf that had been murdered or killed home yeah. Her, put her in the fence. She jumped the fence, headed to Canada. And he never saw her again. She was so <laughs> freaked out by what had happened.
0: Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I Tell guess me that's about the cow's coming home. I, I yeah, I I don't know about what what to say about that. Um, I would have
2: liked to have seen that. I would have liked it. Yeah, that. like
1: going for Canada
2: motivated I think yeah. you should
1: do a story on how they name the wolf packs that would be interesting yeah
2: yeah it really actually would because I don't know where a dirty shirt came from yeah I mean I
0: I uh, I, I hear you know talking about authorizing things I hear my authorize that article if you want to write it so
2: I think that yeah that would be kind of fun to do the origins of the names
0: yeah so all right well that's about all the time we have for this week on Washington in Focus thanks for hanging with me Brad and Rayland Spencer will be back next week make sure to subscribe to Washington In Focus, wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back next week with more great podcast.